0: Brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science, guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP. Welcome to one of the very first episodes of Honest Money for 2023. I'm taking a big deep breath before I start because I think we, you know, we've come through such a, a dramatic 2022 and actually a dramatic few years. That, uh, you know, talking about the year ahead, which is what I want to do now is, is always going to be tricky. You, you know, we've had such a, a, a kind of volatile environment, both on stock markets, global politics, South African politics, you know, lots of speculation from economists and politicians about, you know, countries around the world, including South Africa, going into recession, partly around the world because of interest rates. And then, and then in South Africa, because of interest rates. And our beloved Escom co- causing stage six load shedding, and you know breaking all sorts of unwanted records about you know a number of days per year of of breakdowns and and load shedding, which I think is just a nice way of saying blackouts, which is really what we're in. So I think it's important when we're in such a volatile time just to kind of give ourselves a context What's, uh, what can we control, what can we think about, what can we do, and then how do we plan our finances to to deal with all of these things that are changing all the time? And I think for me, the one really big key point is, don't, don't get fixated on big, scary or big, exciting projections or predictions from, from anybody, you know, whether it's me or some famous talking head, you know, whether it's about technology or, or anything, you know I think understand that when economists do predictions, for example, about what the stock market's going to do in the year ahead, or what interest rates are going to do for the year ahead, uh, even inflation predictions. They are not as accurate as if you had to flip a coin and say, I'm going to call heads or tails. And, and it's important there to understand economists. That doesn't mean economists are lousy at their job. It's just that we ask them to make predictions, which is not their job. Economists are there to understand long-term, very big trends and how those impact both economies and, and then investment environments. So. Asking an economist what the what the rand's going to do in the year ahead, it's an entertaining thing to do. And the economists, you know, if they're polite, they usually give you an answer. But what they really should say is, "I don't have a clue. I don't know. I can I can give you a scenario where I think the rand will get better, and I can give you a scenario where I I think the rand will get worse. And if you ask me to tell you which one will be more likely or less likely, I can do that. But actually, I don't know. And and the, the honest answer is nobody knows. So so when you're sitting there and and you read a big scary prediction, you know, online from some, you know, big investment house that says the, the global economy is going to go into recession and all stock markets are going to go down. Just understand that 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 prediction is almost certain not to be right. And now you're going to base your long-term investment strategy on, on something that that you are fairly sure is going to be wrong. And it doesn't matter how intelligent the person is that's making that prediction. It doesn't matter how eloquent they are and how many grass they throw at you. It's still going to be wrong. So So let's stop focusing on those predictions. You know, Predictions for me are are exciting when you're talking about your favorite sports team and what they're going to do in the weekend ahead and and you know what the weather is going to do, but look at your weather app you know I mean the weather app is is using masses of data and really complicated you know algorithms that are trying to forecast what's going to happen and truthfully, the weather app can't tell us whether it's going to rain in in any city in any country with certainty in the next two hours. forget about any other time so if a weather app can't do it and that's a much less kind of volatile and, and many, many smaller variables involved than, than investing in stock markets. Why are we worrying about predicting markets? So, so let's focus on the things we can control. And that's going to be my key point for you today is understand that, that, that you can control a few things in your life and around your money. And, and those are important. You can pull big levers around the way you spend, the way you invest, the way you allocate your money. And those are really critical to the way you're going to build your financial future. You have no control over what the world's going to do around you, so don't worry about it and build your financial position so that you can cater for those those big moves that are guaranteed to happen. Whether the big move is going to be up, down, left, or right, I have no idea. All I can tell you is we will always have big moves. That's what happens when the world is driven by by human beings. We are volatile and we do move markets and we are unpredictable. That's That's a reality. That's the one prediction we can make. It's going to be unpredictable. So, so if I look at what's going on in our environment now and, and how that applies to you, uh, we are in an environment where interest rates are relatively high in South Africa. We, you know, we're sitting with prime interest rates of more than 10%. Globally, interest rates are, are much higher than they have been for over a decade. And it's likely in both South Africa and in the developed world that interest rates will stay high for a little while and possibly the interest rates might even go up a bit. All of that depends on what inflation is doing around the world. So we we are we are seeing more and more numbers from the U.S. where inflation is starting to get less bad. It's not good, and it's going to take quite some time for inflation to go down to the range where everybody's comfortable. You know, the the U.S. Reserve Bank, the, the Federal Reserve, wants inflation to be right down. You know, kind of kind of around that two and a half percent. So when when interest rates and sorry, when inflation has gone from nine percent down to six and a half, it feels like things are going well, but actually. 6.5% is still far too high when they want their inflation rate to be 2 2.5%. So that means interest rates are going to be high because that's the big tool that reserve banks use to control inflation. So for as long as inflation is high, interest rates are going to be high and they're not going to go down. What do you do about your investments? Well, first thing is when you're looking at your money, if you've got debt and especially credit cards, personal loans, overdrafts, and they're costing you 10 to 25% in in interest a year you know if something's costing you 25% a year it's doubling probably every 2 to 3 years you know that that's that's really frightening you know so if you owe the bank 10,000 rand and you don't pay it off and you're paying 25% interest you're going to owe them you know 20,000 rand in a very short space of time there is no investment in the world that's guaranteed to grow that fast so it's really important where you can to find a gap in your budget to make sure that you pay down that debt, especially the very expensive debt. What is expensive debt? It's the the, the debt that costs you the most in interest. So it's not the one that costs you the most cash every month. It's the one that charges you 25%. Whereas if you've got a home loan and it's costing you 10.5%, compared to your credit card debt, your home loan is relatively cheap, even though you might be putting a lot more money into your home loan every month. So pay down your short-term debt, your credit cards, personal loans, overdrafts, then focus on things like your car debt, because car debt is also relatively expensive. So if you've got debt and we're in a high interest rate environment, pay down your debt. I I know I say it regularly, but but right now, high interest rates, this is the time to make sure you're not making the shareholders of the banks rich. You're, You're trying to protect yourself financially. So pay down that debt. On the other side of the equation, because we've now can interest on cash, especially overseas in dollars and pounds and euros, which hasn't really been the case since 2009, it means now, that having a balanced portfolio where you've got cash, bonds, property, shares overseas becomes much more viable than it has been for the last decade. You know, it's been very scary for people to buy government bonds in dollars or pounds or euros because the interest rates were zero, which meant we knew for a certainty that at some point when interest rates start to rise, the price of those bonds would fall and it would cause investors to lose a lot of money. That's certainly what happened in in 2022. And so now when you can earn interest, it means that having a balanced portfolio, you know, 65% in shares with the balance in property bonds and cash, actually not a bad thing overseas anymore. So if you didn't have a very balanced portfolio with the global investments, make sure that you get that balance right. There was a long period of time where global bonds offered you return-free risk. Just explain that. You're going to get no growth because interest rates are zero. The, the the risk is there because if interest rates start to rise, the price of the bond goes down. Therefore, you've got lots of risk. The, the, the situation has reversed, so now you are in a position where you will get some return on your money. You will get some interest on your bonds, and possibly that the the, the prices will start to normalise again, and maybe even get a bit of a, a rise in prices when when investors become a bit more optimistic that inflation has peaked and started to. It. So, so I think global investments. You can shy away from 100% in shares. You can start to to earn a bit more in in interest and especially by the bond market. In South Africa, interest rates are still going to be higher for a little while, which means that investors with cash are are enjoying good interest rates for a change. You know, if you look at the RSA retail bonds, for example, they're probably paying investors somewhere around 10, 10 10.5% on a five year fixed deposit. That's a very nice rate of interest if you're not paying a lot of tax on on the interest. So, so I think that it's understanding now that government bonds in South Africa are also relatively attractive to keep a balance in your balanced portfolio, and, and for me, that's probably the big key key point around investments for the year ahead. I think equally, you know, we've come through twenty twenty two where our, our our state president has reestablished control over the ANC again, so he's been reelected. It looks like his top six and his top, you know, the top eighty eight or whatever it is in the NEC are, are largely on the reform agenda. That means that uh, we, we should see reform continuing. I don't think anybody's happy with how slowly that reform has been taking place, but, but if it continues, that's positive news. The, the big thing that's facing all of us while I'm recording right now, we're, uh, we're facing stage at the moment, stage five load shedding will be ESCOM. And, and it's really critical that government finds space for ESCOM to be able to afford more diesel to, to kind of get the, 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 the stages of load shedding down. They do need to kind of re- reform the whole energy sector very dramatically. You know, at the time of recording, we are hearing rumors, you know, the, the, the ANC saying that they want uh, the, the energy department to take control of ESCOM. If that means that the cabinet minister in charge is Kwele Montash I'm really worried about that. So, so that is something on my agenda. Uh, to compensate for that, we will see in the national budget in February, the, the, the rebalancing of ESCOM's uh, debt problem. Hopefully that government takes on a portion of that debt. And gives ESCOM a bit more ability to invest in the grid, to maintain power plants and to buy diesel. But but surely South Africa has a major energy problem. I I think for the whole of 2023, that energy problem is with us, and probably for at least half of 2024. So if you can afford it and you haven't done something yet, make sure that you are, you know, you are insulating yourself from from load shedding. If you can, get solar, get batteries, get UPSs, you know, hoping that this problem goes away. you, You know, because a politician says so, unfortunately. That, that's not going to to be the case. Looking ahead slightly further, uh, I think that we are we are looking at how our cabinet will be reshuffled. That certainly hasn't happened yet. And and you know if if it's a very business friendly uh, cabinet, I, I think that's only good news. But, but beyond that, you know I'm, I'm not too worried about the world going into recession and how that affects investment markets. Understand that you know markets are always looking ahead somewhat. So the the global markets and the South African market has priced in a global recession already. So we need new bad news to drive markets down further. That means that, you know, after a year like 2022 where global markets had a really bad time, it's possible that they'll bounce. In most instances, when the U.S. market has a very negative year like it had in 2022, it does often have a very good year to recover. Not a prediction. That's just what happened in the past. If that happens for you as an investor, you want to be exposed to those markets and and equally the JSE Although it had a slightly positive year, wasn't a great year last year. And, and so even if the economy goes into recession here, our investment markets are quite cheap and our, our stock, our, our shares, on the, especially the big shares on the JSC are in no way expensive. So, so buying shares and holding shares for, for the next few years, I still think is a very good strategy. No, no need to be too concerned about you know, bad news in the short term. If it's repeating the bad news, we already know because all of that stuff is in the price of markets. So unless we get new bad news, I'm not too worried about the performance of the JSE or, or the world markets. We still have the Ukraine on, on, on the world agenda. As you'll see just you know, watching and listening to the news, it's become less and less of a, of a topic, just like COVID was a huge topic and it's become less and less of a topic. So, so I think that you know, you know, in, investors and, and you know, people in general become more balanced and more understanding of what's going on. They get used to bad news and, and, and then they start to say, well, what else are we looking at? What else is there that we need to focus on for the future? And I think that that's the space that we're in now. So, so we are positioned for positive surprises. If we get any kind of new good news arriving overseas or arriving in SA, it's very likely to spur you know our, our markets to go stronger. I think the rand. For me, I always get asked this question. You know, what's a good level to to convert rands to dollars? And for me, I haven't changed my tune for the last few years. I I think that the rand at sixteen fifty to the dollar or 2050 to the pound is a very good level that, that doesn't mean you need to be exact where you know where you wait until it gets to exactly 1650 before you convert your rands to dollars. It just means that's a nice benchmark if the rand is somewhere on that level, not a bad time to send your money overseas. Equally you know, if you've got enough money overseas don't try and trade the rand because you know the, the rand could go from 1650 to 15 could go from 1650 to 19 and and no one will will be able to predict that until it's already happened. And then they'll give you great reasons why it was so unpredictable. So so don't worry about trying to forecast those things. Build your plan, build your asset allocation and your global allocation around your financial position. And then don't worry about the big, scary predictions, even if it's me saying it every now and then when I forget myself and and make a prediction, which I really shouldn't be doing. I I think just generally the the South African economy is going to have a very tough time. Small businesses are really going to struggle. With sustained load shedding, we will see unemployment taking a knock. And, and so the sentiment, the way people feel, the way we think, and our, our sense of positivity is going to be very negative. And lots of people will, will be kind of forecasting the end of the world again. And it's important for you as an investor not to get sucked into that. You know, it, it's okay to kind of get really angry and frustrated and you know, shout and scream and, you know, and, and go and kick a tree if you need to. But don't sell your investments because you're angry or because you're frustrated or because your friends are all worrying about their jobs. You need to make long-term investment decisions, and right now the stock market is priced in an enormous amount of bad news. So, so actually worrying about you know selling or buying at a different time is really, I think, a waste of time. Stay invested, keep accumulating investments if you can, keep uh, investing monthly amounts if you can, or big lump sums if you're one of the very fortunate few who get bonuses. And and then as a reminder, if you've got credit cards, personal loans, overdrafts. Pay those down now. Get you know get get that stuff off your life and off your balance sheet because. You know, the only people that are really profiting from from the high interest rates right now are the people that are earning interest or, or the people that are charging you interest. And and those are the shareholders of the banks. So so I guess that for me, that will probably be my wrap for, for 2023. Don't be too pessimistic. You know, when, when the news is really bad and, and markets are, are, are kind of pricing in so much bad news, a lot of people tend to panic and stay out of markets or sell down their investments. That's the time that the savvy investor really buys great investments at a very low price. And I think we're there. You know, the, we are in the definition of a lot of bad news right now. This is the time not to be fearful. This is the time to kind of load up investments where you can, but just do it sensibly. Don't make big bets on, on something that's fallen a lot, you know, whether it's a tech sector or cryptocurrencies, anything that's fallen dramatically. It's fine to have some exposure there, but don't go and direct all of your investments there. You know, proper diversification, proper mix of assets is really important as well and and then stay the course with your investments over this year, no matter how bad the news is. And the news is likely to get bad at some point. You'll get some positive news again. And and, and for you, that's you know, it's entertainment value. I think it shouldn't be something that you use to inform your investment decisions. Stay tuned. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't subscribed to the Honest Money podcast. We'll be broadcasting more videos on our YouTube channel as well. So you're, you're welcome to, to subscribe there as well. And, and I look forward to chatting to you many times over the year ahead. Brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP.